Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,329. Speak it, believe it, receive it. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, calling in from Alpine, California, in Southern California, Chris Noons. Hey, Chris, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, yeah, I'm more than ready. All right, here we go. Chris Noons is known as the California Kid. He's a 17-year-old senior at Steel Canyon High School in the San Diego County area of California. His scholastic interests include engineering when he's not racing, and he hopes to one day design the world's fastest electric Formula E car. That is cool. Chris has raced competitively since he was just four years old, and he has won numerous national and regional motocross titles. And in 2014, he started racing off-road modified carts, which is a version of a truck for younger people to race. He's the only youth racer to win championship titles in both motocross and off-road racing trucks. And in 2018, he turned pro racing a pro buggy in Lucas Oil Off-Road Short Course. And this season, he won the Race Series opener on the CBS Sports Network. Congratulations for that. In his spare time, he trains younger off-road racers, and he trains the all-girl Athena race team run by past Cars yeah guest, Loxley Brown. So, Chris, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little more about your racing career and a very obvious passion for going very, very fast? Yeah, for sure. So uh, like you said, I started off racing motocross when I was just four years old, and uh, I won numerous amounts of national titles and championships. Uh, A lot of them, some of the pros haven't even won, and if there's any motocross fans out there listening, I've won Mammoth national title. I also won AMA Arena Cross two years in a row. I won World Minis. I won numerous national titles, and then uh, I decided it was time for a new challenge when I was just 11, so I got a go-kart, and I love that thing. And it was just a little slow go-kart because I was obviously just 11. So I was like a little cadet cart. And I was like, you know what? I still miss the jumps, all that. So I was like, maybe we need to find something with some jumps. And that's when I found the off-road cart my friend who also raced motocrosses into. And uh, I just fell in love with that. So I ended up getting in that when I was 12. And just of last year, the year before that, I won the championship in that also. Uh, being the first youth to ever win several championships in motocross. And a championship in off-road cars. Wow. I tell you, now I'm sitting here with a huge smile on my face. When I was 11, I decided I needed a bigger challenge. (laughs) You are amazing, Chris. I mean, this is fantastic. I'm so happy to have you here. And I I love sharing your story because for young people that get involved in racing and still have another life, like all normal young kids, like going to school and doing homework and all that, it's a huge juggling act. I know your family is very supportive. Your mom has been a great in connecting us together. So we're going to learn a lot more about you as we go through these questions today. But first, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tire smoking here on Cars. Yeah. So Chris, I know you love to drive. Take the wheel. Yeah, so uh, a success quote I go by is called Speak It, Believe It, Receive It. And it's said by my good friend Deontay Wilder. He's a world champion heavyweight boxer. 
ever since me and him became friends, uh, he's always told me that. And really, it means you're going to speak it. And if you believe it, you will receive it. So if I say I am the best racer at this race, I'm going to win it. And I believe that, then I will receive it and I will win that race. And it's always really uh, played a real role in my life and everything, even if you're not into racing cars. Let's say you're in a baseball and you think you're the best pitcher and you believe it, you say that, you're going to receive it. That's really a quote I've always kind of gone by since I've met him. And uh, I've discovered it to be the best quote that I've really seen play a role in my life. Yeah, you know, this is amazing for a young man. And it's, it's a quote that every young person should really embrace. It reminds me of a great book by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. And the concept of that book is to think positive, think that you will be what you want to be, and your your thoughts really do drive you as to what you do. People that sit around and mope and complain tend to sit around and be complainers, and they don't achieve very much. But people that say, no, I'm going to do this, and even sometimes they don't do it, but they get darn close and they eventually get there. So a spectacular quote. It's the first time that quote's been used here, and I'm really surprised after 1,300-plus interviews but it's obviously worked for you. The power of the mind is absolutely spectacular. Well, I want to go back in time here because you started racing when you were four, and I want you to share with us a story that instigated this passion you have for racing. Is there a pivotal moment when you can think back when you knew, you know what, I'm going to be a racer? Well, you know what? It's uh, For me, it wasn't a pivotal moment. It was just a compilation of a bunch of small things that kind of developed my love for racing and racing cars too. So I'm going to focus on cars specifically here since that's okay. what you like talking about. Cool. Um, after motocross, I started racing go-karts and I, I basically just started off by not loving them too much. And I just kind of wanted it to be a new challenge. But as I started to go along with just a mom and son team, I developed a sense of how to work on the cars, how to drive the cars how to kind of start racing cars from ground zero. And that over time just slowly developed my love for cars as I saw how they worked. I learned driver feedback. I just learned everything important that a lot of world famous drivers know. And so just that slow over time progression of improvement really developed my love for cars. So it wasn't just a click. All of a sudden I love a car. It is just a slow compilation of everything that really developed my love for cars. So basically honing your craft, it sounds like. You were yeah, just working yeah, on sure. that. Yeah, yeah, that old Kaizen practice of constant, never-ending uh, perfection and improvement, uh, as they say over in Japan, where you just keep sharpening the saw and getting better and better and better and better. I love it. Well, that's how everybody gets good. That old saying, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Uh, practice, practice, uh, practice. So uh, Exactly. Yeah, definitely what's happened with you. Well, Chris, you've picked a career that is a challenging one. And despite all your successes, I'm guessing you've met with a few challenges, maybe a failure here or there. I always like to talk about this because it's the learning lessons in life that get us ahead all the time. And if you're not challenging yourself and failing and falling once in a while or hitting in a, a wall in this case or flipping a car, whatever it might be, uh, you're not really trying very hard. So I'd love for you to just walk us through one of those times that was real challenging for you and then tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your business and your racing career. All right, totally. So actually, when I first started racing off-road cars when I was about 12, my dad unfortunately came down with cancer. Mm. And it, in off-road, and I'm sure t- all the forms of car racing, you really see a lot of big teams and 
those big teams are usually the guys that are successful. So when we found out my dad had cancer, this was kind of like a big downfall for me because I was like, man, oh, yeah. it's like I was already in the back of the pack. It's like, how am I going to be successful in this? And it just kind of it taught me. It was just me and my mom going to the track then because my dad was at home battling it. Mm-hmm. So me and my mom were going to the track, pulling up in a little motor home right next to these semis with kids my age, two mod <laughs> carts, everything. Oh it was gosh. like, man, like I'm never going to be able to be competitive in this. But uh, yeah. actually, me and my dad, we'd work on the car at the house. We'd apply a lot of my engineering techniques that I've learned through my 3D printing and just school in general. And uh, using aerodynamics, our parasitic draws, we removed tons of that. And we were actually able to be competitive. And then when my dad did show up to the track, finally, after he fought it off and he's all in, he went through remission, he's all better. Oh, thank you. He showed up at the track. And we're actually able to beat all those guys with just a small mom and pop team. So uh, <laughs> even though he ended up having cancer, it ended yeah. up benefiting me because I learned how to work on the car. I learned about driver feedback and everything. So even yeah. though it was a little bit of a downfall in the end, it uh, definitely ended up benefiting me, I think, more than anyone at the track because uh, I just learned so much. Well, I would imagine and thank goodness your father's fine today. I'm so happy that's the way this story ended. And I, I'm you know, your dad, obviously, your parents are a huge part of your life and how they've supported you. But seeing your dad fighting through that, I had to have to think that when you got to the track with your mom, it was like, hey, we're going to do this for dad today. I'm going to fight and do the best I can to win this race. But I just love this underdog story showing up with a little motorhome or a little camper in a truck and you have all these big rigs. I mean, I can see that. Uh, your life is a bit of a, a movie in the making here, Chris. I think. This yeah. Is really and totally. Cool. Yeah, totally. For sure. Yeah. Are you, um, let me ask you this too, while we're on the subject of challenges, I think a lot of kids going through high school and all the work they have to do with homework and studies and the things that they have to do, not only are you going through school, but you're also racing professionally and you took on this challenge of helping the Athena racing group. Um, which I think is probably more than just a way to meet girls, right? Because it's yeah. all young, it's all young women, but it's so noble that you are helping them because I just had Loxley on the show. How do you juggle all this? I mean, as a young person, I hear young kids going, Oh, I don't have time to do all my homework. And, you know, how do you juggle your time? What are some of the techniques you use so that some young listener out there goes, Well, how does this guy do this? All right. Well, obviously I'm very busy. And besides racing and all that, I obviously have other hobbies. Like I race drones, I race RC cars, I take photos for people. And that all just applies to my racing as well through engineering and just arts and everything. Obviously I have a lot on my plate and a lot of kids, they have quite a bit of free time. Like they get to go out with their friends, they get to party, they might be going bowling or just doing other stuff like that. But for me, uh, this is my job. This is pretty much my full-time job outside school. So I'll come home from school and I instantly go down in the garage and I work down there all night. And whenever I have free time, like the car is finished, then I will go ahead and do my other hobbies. I'll go race my RC car, which I learn about car setup, how to get the car to hook up under different conditions, all that. And then I have my little side business filming people with my race drones uh, that I also do in my free time. But um, yeah, you just have to really be good at time management. And especially when you find your passion in life, it might be a little bit hard at first. But when you find it, you just have to really be motivated to do it. And you might have to have like a meeting with your parents if you're a kid my age and say, Mom, this is really what I want. This is really what I want to do. Can you help me achieve it? And I want to figure out a planner 
to how I can achieve that. So you just have to be good with time management and uh, you'll definitely be able to achieve it. Well, obviously discipline comes into play and a lot of young people are not very disciplined about how they use their time. But I tell people, even people that work full time, eight, nine, 10 hour job, when you come home, you still have some hours in the evening. So instead of spending that time watching TV um, or going out, like you say, with friends or whatever, you use it to focus on self-improvement and what you're trying to do or you're trying to build. So it sounds like that's what you've been able to do. So again, kudos to you for being a, a young person that does this so well. I, I mean, I just, you keep amazing me more and more, Chris. I'm uh, just <laughs> really you. blown away by what I'm hearing here today. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle in your life. Now, you're a young guy, so you've just been driving cars legally on the streets for just a year and a half or so. But I would love to hear about the first special vehicle in your life. This could be your first race car, your first dirt bike, could be your first RC car. I don't know what it is, but maybe share a memory you have about that ride. Okay, yeah. So uh, I'd say it's my second mod car ever raced. So not my first one, it's my second one. And it was, this is the championship I won recently in the short course racing series I do for off-road. It was a pretty old car. It was around the back of the pack cart. And me and my dad, we really worked hard on a lot of outside of the box things that a lot of people might not think about or aren't smart enough to figure out that's totally legal, but just never been done as a lot of people simply don't know how to do it. So we took this old back of the pack cart. Like I said, we put hours into it. We did a high pressure fuel injection system that's never been done on a mod cart. We did a whole bunch of aerodynamic stuff. We did a whole bunch of new stuff that no one's ever heard of. And we brought it from a back of the pack cart to a first place cart. We went into the champion. We went into the uh, series, dominated the first two races. Like no one could touch us. So that was definitely uh, the car that I just really fell in love with because it just showed how much our uh, hard work paid off. Well, no kidding. You know, it sounds like to me, Chris, you've got an engineer's mind, which is very, very good for a racer. Some of the best racers in the world are engineers. You think of guys like the late Mark Donahue, who was an engineer at heart and could really help his team with car setup and how the car worked and even some of the design techniques. And I know that you're involved with Athena Racing and helping train some of the young women there. And of course, they're part of the STEM program, Science, Technology, Mm -hmm. Engineering, Arts, and Mathematics. Is that a, a something you think you might want to study outside of uh, high school, maybe college? Yeah, for sure. I definitely want to be an engineer in the future, and particularly an electrical engineer, because that's the way we're really starting to see society go to, is just this electrical kind of path. Like, you're seeing Uber about to release a drone that's releasing, uh, going to be dropping off food to places. You're seeing Tesla taking over the market, and you're just really seeing technology start to overrun. So I definitely want to be an electrical engineer. And that's another reason why I really like Athena Racing and uh, the past interview you did with them, because I just have a love for helping people. And I've also done training schools in the past, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Love helping people and especially something that's included with the STEAM, the science, technology, engineering, arts and math. Since I have a passion for that, I just love to help other people with that. And uh, especially some cute girls my age, that'll be awesome too. But that's (laughs) besides the point. (laughs) That doesn't hurt. That's for sure. Well, I'll tell you something. Uh, I think in our pre-show chat, you and I talked, I grew up in San Diego. I went to UCSD. That's where I met my wife, who we've been married 35 years now. She was in the engineering school there. And I remember her studying for for engineering. She ended up being a civil engineer and got her license there in, in California as a civil engineer. She studied mechanical engineering. 
But I remember her saying, you know, the really, because I always would say, man, you're so smart. She goes, well, no, the smart ones are the electrical engineers. Those guys over there, those are the real smart ones. So uh, so she holds you in high esteem, my friend. And oh, I always cool. say my, my wife is extremely intelligent woman, way smarter than I am. So uh, that's why I married her. My mom told me, marry a woman smarter than you. She'll always keep you on your toes. And that is absolutely for sure what she does, which is a good thing. How about seller's remorse is... Uh, you know, I'll say I've I've interviewed a lot of racers, and a lot of them say, I wish I'd kept that past race car. Is there a vehicle you've let go that you wish you'd kept? I know you're still, again, young in your career, uh, but is there a seller's remorse vehicle in your life? Yeah, so I'm going to be, uh, it's, it's going to be a race car. So that car I just talked about in the past question you asked me, uh, I call it <laughs> Baby Susie. Baby uh, Susie. So, <laughs> Baby Susie. So we went in and we won those first two races. We dominated. And then, of course, as you could imagine, all the car teams want us because they want their equipment to be on top. And this is where we messed up because, like I said, we're a small mom and pop team. We've never had a new car. So we're like, oh, my gosh, we can get a new car. It's going to be the best thing ever. And unfortunately, we're wrong. We sold baby Susie to a friend that also is a low budget. We're trying to help them out. We're like, man, this car is dominating right now. We want to help you guys out. We're going to sell you this car cheap. And we're able to buy that new car, which in the middle of the season was not smart. We didn't have time to test it or anything. And it had tons of bugs. It just honestly didn't work as good as the old cart. And that was the biggest selling remorse we've had was selling that car because we did so much work on it and it was so dialed. And we ended up letting it go. So to this day, I still wish we had that thing in the garage yeah. because it just shows how much hard work pays off and just to marvel at it because it's such a beauty. Baby I Susie. I love that. <laughs> yeah, baby, baby Susie. Well, you know, you fell victim to what a lot of us in the automotive and sporting worlds fall victim to, the shiny object syndrome. Exactly. And that is the, it's like the, the, the squirrel to the dog. Squirrel! <laughs> and it takes your focus off what you should be doing. And you head off in another direction. So, you know, the good thing is you've learned your lesson young here. So uh, mm-hmm. you won't go through that again. But baby yeah. Susie, show forever. Well, at least you sold her to a friend and yeah. you can visit her once in a while. So that's yeah. the key there. Very nice. Well, I want to talk a little bit about today and what has you excited and fired up about what you're doing today and tomorrow. I also want you to touch a little bit on the Athena Racing Group because having Loxley on the show and her enthusiasm is contagious just like yours is chris so uh, what has you excited and fired up about your racing career right now so really i'm really excited to be helping all these people because some of you guys even listening might have heard about my training camp kind of went viral a little bit it's called chris's hard knock training camp and it was for all the mod cart kids that wanted to do it and really i helped i've done about three or four of them now and i helped six kids each time and these kids keep calling me, texting me back. When are you going to do another one? So I'm going to be doing another one soon. But uh, the good thing is about 95% of those kids got on the podium the last season. One of them was in the top three in the points. Tons of them won races. And these were kids like mid-pack, almost even last place possibly, starting off the season before my training camp. So that was really awesome. I'm looking forward to doing more of those in the future. And now also, like you mentioned, helping Athena Racing as these girls are interested in the steam thing, which I'm interested in, which is really amazing. And their girls also in racing, which I've really seen a lot of my friends, like a, a good friend I have, Mia Chapman. She's a girl and she's in racing. And they can really go far with it as sponsors love to see girls, especially minority girls, doing good in it. 
it's uh, really unique. I'm just honored to be able to have the opportunity to be helping a girls race team and just helping them discover what they love in life. And I'm just really excited about that. And since I want to be Formula One racer when I'm older and uh, future years, I'm just excited to hopefully have some of those teams see that I'm a team player and I'm helping these other girls that are on a team develop a sense for racing too. So yeah. hopefully uh, some of those teams will see that I, uh, I have a team uh, aspect to racing. Well, I have no doubt they, they will see this, Chris. And you know what's really fantastic about what you just shared with me? You're ahead of your years, young man. I've interviewed 1,300 and now 29 people here on Cars Yeah, and many people ask me this question. What have you learned about after talking to so many people? And this is the key to a happy life, and this is what I've learned, and you've already learned it. We are happiest as human beings when we are helping other people, whether we know it or not. There's something about the way human beings are made. No matter who you are, when you're helping somebody else, you feel the best in life. And I always tell people, if you're feeling down and out about yourself, if you're unhappy with yourself, go out and help somebody else. And it will boost your inner morale and your inner sense of being and wealth and happiness to a level that you've never seen before. But you, my friend, have already figured that out. So (laughs) again, kudos to you for what you're doing. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I have no doubt you will go exactly in the direction that you want to go. Thank you. You're welcome. Not only does it uh, just make you a better person helping people and just kind of uh, make good things come your way, which you really see a lot of people who help good things come their way. It also helps you when you help people. So you might have seen this when you're taking math at school, let's say. Um, You're like, okay, I kind of have that math problem down. Like A squared plus B squared equals C squared, let's say. And then Mm -hmm. you go and you help other kids. It just reinforces those skills. Yes. So whatever I help people with racing, it's just reinforcing my skills, making me a better racer at the same time. So that's just really amazing too. Very well said. Well, up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. As you know, in racing, sponsors are very important. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me 
on the Cars Yeah! TV show. It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah! podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah! TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah! TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Chris, we are back, and I have a bit of an introspective question for you, buddy. If you were a car, if you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, actually manifested as a car, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle, what would Chris be and why? All right, I'd definitely say I'd be a Tesla uh, for several reasons. First off, I'm out for the better of the environment. Obviously, my mom drives a Tesla, and all my RC cars are electric. I really enjoy trying to preserve the environment and not let it kind of get run down by these gas cars. But I still love gas cars, don't get me wrong. (laughs) Um, We all do. (laughs) So that's a reason. Also, I just love technology. I'm really into all the electronic stuff. As I mentioned earlier, I want to be an electrical engineer. So that's another reason. And uh, they're just super uh, low maintenance, and they're super fast. and they're good looking and everyone kind of says they're good looking. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, <laughs> if I was, uh, born into a car, I'd definitely say I'd be a Tesla. I like it. And I like all the back, the background reasons for that too. They fit you perfectly. All right, my friend, we are entering the last lap. You've been here many, many times. The white flag is out. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that race car throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive or racing advice you've ever received? You know, I'd have to say smoother is faster. So yeah. let's say you could be the fastest driver, like, but you're out of control. So you can throw down one hot lap in qualifying. You qualify first. That isn't going to matter in the race. And if you're smoother, you're going to be faster. So let's say you don't have the fastest car. You qualify fifth, but you're the smartest, smoothest racer. Uh, you're going to end up winning just by being consistent. So that is the best advice I had from great trainers. If you're smooth, you're going to be the fastest. You know, and it's very true. I've had many racers here on the show, and several of them have been some incredibly successful endurance racers. And as you know, in endurance racing, you've got to be smooth. People like Hurley Haywood, Vic Elford, Brian Redmond, some of these guys that have competed in long-distance races like Le Mans or the 24-hour or the 12 hours of Sebring, consistently smooth always wins the race every single time. Now, how about a personal habit? I would imagine you've got a lot of great personal habits. Is there one that you believe has contributed to your success to this point in your life? Um, a personal habit. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so I'd say a personal habit is always trying to incorporate teamwork into everything. So mm-hmm. for our kind of small race team, so now actually my dad's friends helping, but we all kind of contribute our expertise in a different divisions to uh, help us be more successful. So as a habit, we're just trying to involve more teamwork into it, and it's really paid off. So that's definitely a good habit we're kind of involving in our racing. Yeah, I tell you what, that's also a great leadership habit that you're you're honing your skills here that will help you in business later in life as well. So uh, well done again. How about a resource? There are lots of great resources for everybody these days. Websites, suppliers, apps, maybe it's people in your lives. What's a great resource you'd like to share? I'd, I'd, have to, I'd definitely have to say Cars Yeah. That's a great resource. <laughs> well, thank I mean, you. I honestly don't read lots of like websites or books on it. 
But uh, definitely, if you want to learn a lot, uh, all you guys listening right now, just listen to all the cards you have videos and blogs. You're going to learn a ton. That's I've definitely learned a bunch of stuff off it. So uh, oh, thank you. for sure, definitely, if you guys are listening, keep listening to his uh, interviews. They're great. Yeah, well, thank you very much for doing that. And you know what? The thing here is you can learn so much by listening to these people that I've interviewed because that's what Cars yeah! is all about, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, people who've wrapped their passion for cars, bikes, and trucks into their lives. I've learned a lot. Every show I do, I come out learning something, which I love. So I thank you for that. Your, exactly. uh, sponsor- your sponsorship check is in the mail, uh, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, welcome. so like totally. And that's another thing. Like I can't really recommend a certain website because there's people that are into everything from JDM cars to muscle cars yeah. to dirt bikes to street cars. So you can't really specify a specific website where your blog spot is definitely, it covers everything, which is just amazing. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. If I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, of course, you're under 21, so it'd be a non-alcoholic drink. But uh, if I could arrange for that with you, who would it be with? I could definitely picture myself sitting down with Jimmy Johnson and having a glass of water, for (laughs) sure, because uh, we kind of started off in a similar area you uh-huh. might have been able to pick up on. Yeah. Uh, Bullstar off of motocross, pretty low budget, uh, went into go-karts, off-road cars, and not to brag, but I might be a little more successful in them so far in some areas. But uh, there you go. I definitely like to sit down with them sometime and just chat about how I could go about uh, developing myself into a formula racer, a NASCAR racer, anything like that, like he's done. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that would definitely be a great thing to do. Well, I would bet you if you reached out to that guy, he'd be happy to talk with you. And uh, if I can help secure that talk, I will do everything I can for you. Hey, that'd, be um, yeah, awesome. that'd be good. You know, the more we talk with our, our peers and our heroes and people that have been there and done that, the better we are because they can give you so much as far as insights. Just like you said earlier, by listening to people talk here on Cars, yeah, they can get you way ahead of the curve. Now, I know you're a very busy guy, so you may not have time to read a lot of books, but is there a book that you've read that you'd like to share with our listeners? Honestly, I haven't read many books specifically about racing, so uh, that's kind of a bummer for me. But um, That's okay. could be a yeah. business book. could be a fun book, fiction, whatever it might be. So a good book I've read is Walter the Farting Dog when I was little. <laughs> and, uh, because I really, uh, if you ever hang out with me in person, which I'm sure some of you guys might, um, I have a lot of humor and I just really like to express my personality. So yeah. I definitely, I've read Walter the Farting Dog when I was little and, uh, just really <laughs> helps me express my humor side of uh, life. So. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, you're the first one to offer that book. So I think that's <laughs> pretty darn cool. Uh, you know, what comes to mind is a book we got, I bought our kids when they were little called Everyone Poops. Uh, when you're trying to train a young one potty train a little kid and think well i've got to get my hands on walter the farting dog i don't know about that book i'm gonna have to it's it's amazing it's (laughs) that's funny uh chris you're hilarious well i'll remind our listeners you can find all these great resources chris has shared with us today on his very own cars yeah show notes page just go to cars type in chris noons n-u-n-e-s and you can even find walter the farting dog book there (laughs) on his page that's hilarious all right, we're up to the checkered flag. This is something you've seen many times, and that is the checkered flag. But today, I'm going to be a little bit of a Santa Claus. I'm going to buy you any cool vehicle you would like. A collector car, toy car, race car, something fun to have in your garage. But here are the rules. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of parts to race with. you got to keep it, so you got to choose wisely. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here. I want you to get out and have some fun on the track, in the dirt, on the roads. 
And here's the kicker. It's the only one cool collector vehicle that you can have. So you've got to choose very wisely. So what can I buy you today, Chris? All right. So I know a lot of teenagers my age right now, I'd probably say a Toyota Supra. But obviously, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say the 2020 Tesla Roadster. And uh, oh. it's going to be, it's the fastest car, zero to 60. It's going to outhandle any Porsche on the track, which most Teslas already have. It beats the 911. It beats the GT3. So I'm definitely going to say the uh, Tesla Roadster 2020. It'll have zero to little maintenance. So maybe I'll have to change a brake pad or tire every five years. But uh, yeah, no maybe more often than that. I have yeah, a feeling knowing you. Maybe. No, the way I drive, <laughs> probably. But no tranny fluid, no motor oil, no turbos, no superchargers, yeah. none of that. Yeah. And uh, it'll still be amazing. So that would be definitely the car that I'd pick. There you go. Well, you're the first one to pick that vehicle, a future vehicle, which is kind of cool. And of course, the things that Tesla is doing, I'm just in awe of Elon Musk and everything that that guy does. I mean, he's absolutely amazing. I would love to get him on the show. I'm trying. Maybe one day I can talk him into it. But uh, a 2020 Tesla Roadster, very, very cool. What color would you like that to be, just so I get you the right color? Uh, The right color, any color you want, even hot pink. I'd drive it. Okay. All right. Well, I will get you a pink one. But I'll find you something really cool. How's that sound? (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Well, Chris, you've taken me on an incredible ride today. I've really enjoyed talking to you. I tell you, young man, I am in awe of you and your energy. You have a lot to share, a lot of passion, a lot of inspiration. I want to thank you for sharing your journey to this point. No doubt there are going to be a lot more adventures for you to share. I'll invite you back anytime you want to come back to be a guest here on Cars Yeah. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you race off into the sunset in that 2020 Tesla Roadster. Yeah. So I'm for sure going to say, speak it, believe it, receive it. And this kind of works for anyone at any age, no matter what you want to do in life. If you speak it and you believe that you will receive it. So anything you guys want to do, you guys are all capable of doing that. You just have to speak it, believe it and receive it. There you go. You're a great inspiration. What's the best way for our listeners? To follow along with your racing career. If you guys want to follow along my racing career, the best place is my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram username is at Chris2Noons, all one word, Chris2Noons. And uh, that's the best place to follow it. Is it uh, the number two or the, the word the two? Num- the number two. Chris2Noons. All right. Yep. Awesome. I'll make sure I put a link there. Follow along with this young man. I think he can be an awesome inspiration to anybody of any age. Uh, most definitely. Again, you can find all these links on Chris's show notes page. I'm going to be following you, Chris. I'm going to be thinking of you every time I see you out on the track. No doubt you've got a great continued success ahead of you, my friend. Thank you, Chris, for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. And thanks to your mom, too, for all her help in setting this conversation up. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Awesome. Thank you for chatting. I uh, had a lot of fun. I did too. Thank you. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866 
on a plan. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.